Blog Talk Radio. executing uh, on our plan. Yes, we are. To bring you the Andy and Amanda show, it's 5 o'clock somewhere, especially in the UK. We know it's 5 o'clock there. It's 9 a.m. on the Pacific Coast here, and we know that it's about noontime there on the East Coast, wherever it is in your corner of the world where you're listening and tuning into our show. You are listening to the Andy and Amanda show. Don't touch <laughs> that dial, folks. How you doing? Amanda's with us in the UK. My name's Andy Kimball here in... in uh... Where am I... <laughs> I was on a roll. Should we try it again? Wait a minute. I, I was doing pretty good there for a minute. I was, I was like sounding professional. You know what I mean? It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. But Take it away, uh, Andy. Okay. Here I am. Um, <laughs> Basically, he's here. <laughs> I'm here on the Andy Amanda Show. Andy Kimball and Amanda Love with you folks for the next oh, hour or so uh, talking about whatever we feel like talking about, some news. Uh, romance, sex. We were going to have a real estate show today. That's been our special guest is uh, had uh, had a commitment and couldn't make it today. So we're going to talk about whatever we talk about, I guess, today. Uh, and we hope you um, will join the conversation at 515-605-9888. It's like a free forum Monday. Uh, we'll call the show and whatever you feel like talking about. Last week, we had a real fun time with some callers talking about romance, pickup line, sex, um, breaking up <clears throat> commitment and um and all those kind of things. That was a fun <laughs> week last week, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was really interesting and I was so surprised at how everyone jumped on that. I was like, Wow, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it was good though. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, uh it was it was a fun time. Always a fun time talking about things that you don't typically hear. <clears throat> Coffee <drink. laughs> It's you strong this morning. Ooh, we. <laughs> I've been Ooh. doing that myself. I've been clearing my throat a lot lately. Mm. Basically, allergies, unfortunately. Yeah, I, you, you, <laughs> I, I've got. Do you, you have hay fever type allergies? Yes, I always get. So do I. Every year, yeah. Me too. Uh, I don't yeah. I swear, every time I'm on the air with you doing the show, I learn something else that you and I have. And, and again, you know, many of you don't know that you know, we say this all the time, but just so you know that Amanda and I um, have never met. She is in the UK. I'm in the US. We're 8,000 miles away. 
and we've never met, but this is really cool because in all the shows we've done together, we, we're learning more and more about all the things we have in common, and we've walked this planet our whole lives. Boom, we met on this, to do the show together, and, and it's like, wow, we've got all these things in common. It's just very cool. It's so yeah. cool. It really is. Yeah. I mean, this, um, like I said, I never used to have uh, hay fever at all, and I have heard you can get it at any time of uh, life and any time in the year as well. So um, I always thought you got it in the summer, you know, like when it got warmer and mm -hmm. especially in spring onwards. But no, I find out that you can get it pretty much any time. So I was like, oh, mm -hmm. okay, okay. Well, it's disappointing. So yeah, mm. sneezing and uh, itchy eyes yeah. sometimes. And, oh, it's annoying. It really is. I've had it my whole my whole life. It's been, uh, been you know, well, I remember even back in elementary school, hay fever season, my eyes would swell up and I'd be scratching and they'd like golf balls. Mm. I'd go to the nurse all the time. I used to get two shots every five days and um, allergy shots, which did really nothing. And um, yeah, I've had really bad hay fever. Cat, I'm allergic to cats, hay fever, all, all sorts of pollens. And uh, it's just been with me, you know, just something like that. Wow. Now there's Maybe all sorts of. Uh, hmm? Sorry, go on. Go on. I, I, what, I, sweetie. Yeah, there's um, Claritin and that, that type of non-drowsy uh, allergy medicine that seems to take the edge off. Yeah. And I've learned over the years. Maybe it's worth but, doing uh, what um, Mark Lester said. Do you remember he said that um, – oh, no, it was me who shared this fact. He did mm -hmm. acupuncture on a friend of mine. and This was many years ago, about, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. And it cleared up his uh, hay fever. And I was just like, whoa, mm. acupuncture cleared up hay fever. You would not link the two. You would, and you know, no. when you think about it, you just think of other health conditions, but not hay fever. It's like, wow, that's, that's right. so cool. Yeah. That's right. And he's going to be joining us again uh, soon and, and talk. Maybe we'll, we'll talk more about that. Um, and for those of you who yeah, don't know, Mark right. Lester was the, as, a, uh, as an eight-year-old or nine-year-old, played the part of Oliver in that classic film. And he's uh, gone on to start a very uh, successful and effective medical clinic in the UK, in Amanda's hometown, really, and the Carl yeah. Clinic. And, uh, and he's going to come back on um, and talk more about what he's doing these days. And we look forward to, uh, to having him back. And we'll stay tuned for when that's going to start happening. But uh, pretty soon, pretty soon. We're orchestrating it now. So anyway, yeah. um, we're, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. So, we're uh, doing it. So how, how was yeah. the weekend? <laughs> yes. My, um... <laughs> Yes. I was about to ask the same thing. Yeah, my, my weekend was so blessed. I finally got to hang out with my other sister. Uh, I, I don't get to see as often because um, she lives in an, another town, but it's kind of like, I say another town, it's more of a village, but it's on the mm. outskirts of my town. And um, so with work and everything like that, she's, you know, quite busy in family and stuff. So getting to see each other hasn't been um, ideal. Of course, we're locked down as well. So, yeah, I got to hang out with her yesterday, and we had a barbecue and stuff, and so that was mm. that was really fun, really enjoyed it. I was out in the sun all day, went across the fields to take the dog for a walk and um, ate some yummy food, and as you know, Andy, got a tattoo, so that was really mm. surprising. I did not expect wow. to go to the barbecue and come back for a tattoo. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, wow, good for like, you. Thank good you. you. How about you? Well, Friday night I hung out with a couple of pilot friends of mine from from uh, airline pilot friends of mine, and uh, and uh, we went out and uh, got some. I couldn't tell you what kind of cocktail they were, the chocolate something, liquor something. Rather, they were they were mighty fine, Ooh. mighty fine. They went back to his place, and, uh, and we and pounded down some beers till four thirty in the morning. 
Ooh, nice. So I, I crashed at his place, and I sent you some videos the next day when I got up instead of going right home. We live across the street from a marina. So I started recovering most of the day. You know when you drink too much the night before? You know, went to bed at 4.30, got up at like 9 or whatever, and spent yeah. the rest of the day kind of, oh, my God. And I was supposed to go down and hang out and jam with these musicians at this place I've been going to on Saturday nights, and I just didn't feel like driving all the way back down to the beachside and you know, yeah. And, and I, so Saturday I just recovered, and yesterday was an R and R day. Just nice. You know, yeah. Yesterday, nice. and normally I spend some, some part of Sundays even putting uh, you know things together and start getting ready to do this show for the week. And yesterday I was just like, you know, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Nah, we'll wing it this week. We'll wing it, you know. So um, yeah, yesterday was definitely. Say- Sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I also uh, washed and waxed my Ford Flex, which needed it desperately. It was Ooh. 85 degrees here yesterday. Oh, nice. In Southern California, yeah. Wow. 85, 85. Wait, hold, yeah, hold up. Wait a minute. No, I'm serious. It was. <laughs> it was hot. I can't remember what it was in Fahrenheit um, here yesterday. It's the same temperature today. It's about... 15, well, 16 it? degrees here at the moment, oh, that's Celsius. Like, that's in the 60s. That's beautiful. That's gorgeous. Yeah, it's gorgeous yeah. temperature. Yeah. So I've really been yeah. enjoying it. But, so I found out something disturbing yesterday. When we took the, the dog for a walk over the fields, mm. that um, apparently, locally, people have been going around stealing dogs whilst they've been out walking with them. And stealing frogs? <laughs> dogs, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they even broke into somebody's home. Like, there's this home on the oh hill. Oh, my God. They, they, while the family was there at 7 a.m. in the morning, and the, these people mm. broke into the, these people's homes to steal the dogs because they wanted them for breeding. I think that's absolutely disgusting to do that. And so my niece yesterday was like uh, saying to my, myself and my sister, go careful, please. There's people going around stealing these dogs at the moment. And I was like, oh, my God. So we were <laughs> so cautious. The dog was belting across the field chasing the pheasants. And uh, we were like, no, calling the dog back, calling the dog back. And uh, we were like, got to be careful in case these people steal these dogs. It makes you so paranoid. It's awful to live that way. Mm. It really is. Oh, and my gosh. I think it's disgusting. Yeah, it's awful. So do we, do we, <sighs> So people are stealing these dogs. Have they ever been recovered? Do we know what, what are apparently, what they doing with these dogs? Um, what? Apparently somebody, well, the police came across, uh, they did like a, a seize of um, 20 dogs that were reported stolen. So they managed mm. to find these 20 dogs uh, and return them. But the fact that these people, whoever these people are, are going around stealing these dogs just for, to make a high profit off a, a certain breed of dog. I forget which breed it is now. But, um, you know, I, I just discussed this. Like, go out there, get a job, do something decent with your life, you know? Stop stealing other people's um, family members. Because let's face it, I, I see dogs as, and, and they're not just pets to me. They they are they become a member of the family. You love them. They love you. It's a beautiful thing that you have with them. And when they're stolen, especially children get absolutely devastated when a family pet goes missing. And mm. um, to think that these people are doing that to families and just these poor dogs, putting these poor dogs through, breeding them. 24-7, just so they can make a lot of money off them. It's disgusting, Andy. Absolutely disgusting. Ugh, mm. makes me feel oh, sick. God, I can't, I can't imagine them. I love dogs. I love dogs. Yeah. I had an amazing, amazing golden retriever named Jake. Oh. We got it seven weeks old. We put down about a year and a half ago. And, um, oh. oh, God, he was just, you know, from seven weeks old, he was such a, you know, part of the family. He wasn't even like yeah. a dog. He was like, he was Jake. 
line leader, hiking, camping, been across the country with me three times, you know, in a car. Um, wow. You know, camping, a, ca- a camping pal, you know, everything we did, Jake was like, he was just, everybody loved him. He's such, you know, a lot of people think of golden retrievers as being kind of aggressive and peppy and stuff. And Jake was just like, you know, I think my oldest daughter picked him out, you know, when, he, when she was younger and he was seven weeks old. I, I, it was, it's funny because we went to go to a breeder. We drove four and a half hours in Western Pennsylvania to, to, to this really reputable breeder. And mm. uh, they had a bunch of goldens and, um, uh, we, you know, they had them out. And um, one was like chewing on things and running around chewing on things. The next one was still chewing on things, but not as much. Then the next one we saw would just kind of look. <laughs> and that's the one, of course, Justine, I think it was 12 at the time or something, picked, picked yeah. uh, or younger. I don't know. And she picked him up. I picked the one in the middle, like not the real yeah. lazy one, but not the real aggressive one right in the middle. So she wanted that one. I wanted the one in the middle. And yeah. and then we figured uh, maybe two. And I wanted to call – we knew the dog was going to be called Jake. And I don't know if you remember the Blues Brothers movie. Do you ever remember the Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi? Yes. A, lot of, a lot of listeners yeah. know the Blues Brothers. Well, I was going to call them. If I got two of them, I was going to name them Jake and Elwood. You know, put sunglasses <laughs> on them, put hats, you know, yeah. the Blues Brothers. You know, I can imagine walking my two goldens and saying, hey, they look so cute. What are their names? Jake and Elwood. And calling my dog, <laughs> Elwood. Elwood, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so we even called my wife from the breeder and said, I said, hey, babes, what do you think of it having two? And she was like, you know, let's think about it. Maybe we go, because we just had to pick them up at that time. Then we were taking the kids to Disney World for a week and then going yeah. back up north and driving out there and picking up the dog, you know. So wow. we thought about it. We figured, you know, let's maybe we start with one. We can always add, an, you know, we're coming from having 33 hamsters to nothing to a dog. So we figured maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so, so um, anyway, we started with one, but but Jake, we you know the one that Justine wanted, and uh, boy, I'll tell you uh, what a, what a treat um, that he was, just because he was like that his whole life, just really docile and and yeah. and easy, and you know just you know golden retriever sometimes, and like like labs are known to bark a lot. You know, he didn't bark except if he really had to, if a stranger was coming mm-hmm. or something. Even then, he'd check him out first. Somebody would break into the house, he'd hold the flashlight. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> Here, I've got that image in my mind now. <laughs> I know where to keep the goods. Come on this way. <laughs> yes, I can't do that. <laughs> Mr. Producer, <laughs> is that you? Anyway, um, the um, but he was great. It was, it was sad to put him down. He was. I was thinking about getting another yes, one. Cool. I, I mean, really thinking about getting another gold. I wouldn't get any of the kind of they shed, right? Golden shed. But I got to yes. tell you something. They're the most popular dog in America. And I grew up with right. an old English sheepdog, you know, old English sheepdog with the fur over the eyes and the whole thing. And I grew up yeah. in, with a big old English Tudor house that we had, and this old English sheepdog sitting out front was such a postcard photo, you know. Um, wow. But we, we got the golden, and um, and before getting a golden retriever, it's fun. They went the dog show here, pet show. Um, before getting the golden, I wanted to read about them. Mm. And uh, and they said if you are a you know working family or everybody's away, uh, you know there's nobody home during the day. This is not the dog for you. You know the Goldens need attention. If you have a, you know a significant other or a wife or husband or whatever, and you both go off to work, and you know you come back, you're going to find your furniture bitten and all this because they need they you know they just. And I'll tell you something. And I was a touring musician. And, um, you know, weigh a lot and so forth. And my wife was away a lot. We'd come home and the dog would just speak to <laughs> How was your day? Oh, who is this? How was your day? He was laying around, nothing hurt, nothing, just well-behaved. And he was that way his his whole life, you know. And it was something, 
you know, and then he, we had him for the short of 12 years. And then we yeah. thought, okay, maybe I would get another. Now, he did shed. And sometimes you'd vacuum the carpet. We had wall-to-wall carpeting back in our Pennsylvania house. And you would run your foot or a shoe across the carpet, and you'd rake up the equivalent of enough fur to make a coat with. Even though you couldn't plainly wow. see it on the carpet, you you know, so I'd be paid sometimes to be on the phone. I'd just walk around the living room, just rubbing my foot back and forth against the carpet and, and raking up all this fur. Unbelievable. Um, they shed a lot, Coldens, but you, if you groom them yeah. a lot, hey, kids, groom the dog. Yeah, right, Dad. Um, <laughs> if you groom them every day, you do away with their shedding. They won't, you know, it ends up in a, in a comb or brush, not on your floor. Yeah. But after getting, after having and owning a golden retriever, and wanting a German Shepherd, we were, that was the other dog we were looking at initially, um, I would never get another breed. I mean, Goldens are everything that you hear and read about, and no wonder why they're always used in Hollywood movies and TV shows. Everybody's got the Golden Retriever. Yeah. Amazing dog. I mean, I just I could go on forever. Just yeah. And, and I, I used to like to think it was Jake, you know, like it was, oh, this dog's really wow, but it's the breed. You know, there's different yeah. variations, you know, but it, the breed. Uh, so, folks, uh, if you're looking, if you're in the market for a, a dog, um, definitely check out getting a golden. Now, since Jake has died, um, I thought about getting another one. But I got to tell you, I'm really enjoying the freedom because yeah. having a dog is, is like having a kid, but it never ends. It's so you know, true. Kids, it really kids is. grow up. Yeah. The responsibility, yeah. They, they, you know, you can... You know, but having a dog, you're out. Oh, oh, you're out with friends. You're over somebody's house late night. Oh, why don't you crash? You know, stay here or whatever. Or you know, uh, no, I gotta go walk the dog. Gotta go let the dog out. Gotta go. Gotta go take care of the dog. Gotta go take care of the dog. Unless the dog's with you, of course. But um, (laughs) so I am really enjoying the freedom. And now, instead of um, I told you, instead of uh, getting a a dog, I'm I'm looking at getting a yacht. Mm -hmm. A what? A yacht, a big boat. Oh yeah, it's a big a big sailboat. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm thinking of replacing the and having another pet, a pet a pet on the water, you know. And I figured maybe. And how many times have you seen a boat go by with the dog on it? Maybe dog on it, dog on it, um, dog on it. <laughs> so yeah, maybe maybe getting a boat or something. And but I'm you know I'll tell you something though. There's a tremendous sense of freedom in not having a dog. Yeah. I miss having a dog, but. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. yeah. I gotta admit, I've um, I can appreciate that myself. Um, with this past year and so many of my life circumstances changing, and um, used to be around three dogs, and now I'm not around any apart from uh, experiencing the two that my mother has, and I get mm-hmm. to have cuddles and stuff from them, so that that's a beautiful thing. But there's still moments where I really miss having that dog present all the time, and uh, just because of all the love they give you and. It's a beautiful thing. But, yeah, like you said, there's a, a lot of freedom. But I think if, if I was presented with a dog and, you know, they, they, they said, yeah, this really needs a home. I don't trust anybody else but you. Um, I I would seriously consider it. But I think yeah. I'd have to make sure that I could manage to balance out getting that dog trained in a way that it was able to be away from me should I need to um, leave it with people I trust or, you know, you know mm-hmm. some sort of situation where you, you could still have that freedom. And um, still experience yeah. the, the joys of having that dog, but I don't know. I, I love it. I hear a caller. I hear a lot of static. It must be from another planet. There's a lot of static and, and weird space noise. And it sounds oh, like you have static. a call. Hear it? You hear it? I hear it too. Let's yeah. tune in here. Let's tune it in. Let's tune it in. Yes. Yeah, let's ah. tune it in. 
Wait a minute. I actually like know? women much more than I like men. No, you do away with him. Another caller. Okay, next, next caller. Who do we have on the line? <laughs> you have me on the line. How you doing, Whoa. guys? Hey, hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? How's everybody? Happy Monday. Yeah, happy Monday to you. Happy. It's another Monday, 5 o'clock somewhere show. You know, uh, Cornell, it's noon where you are. It's, it's about it's about 1720 or or 520, as they say. I forget what they do over there uh, in the U.K., and I hope you guys over there and girls are celebrating happy hours, 5 o'clock. Cornell, how was your weekend? Oh, man, my weekend was awesome, man. I had a great time. I relaxed and just chilled out and everything and just, you know, talk to you and the man. No. (laughs) (laughs) We love it. (laughs) Yeah, we were saying, well, I was saying that, you know, you already are aware of this. I spoke to you already, but about the barbecue and telling Andy all about it and how I went for a barbecue and came away with a tattoo, I mean. But, yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun, Peter. Yeah, barbecue is great, man. I uh, I barbecue yes. all year round. They're amazing. I just I just yes. love barbecue food so much. Oh. Yes, man. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I'm ready to barbecue now. Come I know, on, right? let's barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> let's get one going. What's up, Andy? Andy? <laughs> oh, you know, we're just kind of hanging out. We're just talking about uh, I don't know what got us on the subject, but we're talking about. Oh yeah, I don't know if you heard Cornell, but Amanda was saying earlier that there's a a new uh, ring of thieves in in in, in the UK and where she is, where people are steer, steer, steering, stealing. <laughs> people are steering dogs, right? People are stealing. <laughs> they're stealing oh man. <laughs> they're hurting dogs, uh, but they're stealing dog people's dogs. Even breaking into people's houses and taking dogs. And I'm a, I love dogs. I, I hear this news, and I'm like, oh, you know, dogs yeah. are members oh of people's God. families. They're not just not just. You know, they're, they're such, you know, and, and, you know, and I also think owning a dog is, is a great stress reliever. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I, I agree with that. People, they say people with, like, bipolar or, you know, bipolar, bipolar, bipolar mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. they usually get dogs and everything, you know, just to relax them and everything, or people that um, have mental problems or something like that, psychological yeah. problems, usually yeah. you tell them to get a dog or some type of animal to basically, um, to keep you calm. Yeah. I hear so I have 20 that as well. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> 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 yeah, apparently mm. cats have that, you know, when they purr, supposedly it's like a healing vibration. And I remember, I didn't really know this at the time, and I remember we had two cats, uh, me and my ex. And um, I would be led on the sofa. I'd be awake early hours in the morning, not being able to function or sleep properly. And I was going through some, like, real bad anxiety at the time. And I remember the cat coming up, climbing up and laying on my chest right across my heart. And I was like, it just, it just led there, just facing me, just started purring. I was like, okay, mm. okay, this is cool. I'll roll with it, you know. And then I mm-hmm. found out afterwards that supposedly they're very aware and sensitive of, of people's um, conditions and all sorts of things. And their their purr is quite often a healing thing to supposedly affect the vibration in the body and stuff. And I remember afterwards when the cat got off, I was like, wow, I actually feel a little better. So I put two and two together and thinking, okay, so maybe that's what it was. And I just find that really fascinating. Whether that's true or not, I don't know, but it certainly did something, that's for sure. So I wish I could do that to my cat. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Cornell. Yes. What's your your favorite pickup line? 
Uh, my favorite pickup line is um, "Get out." <laughs> 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 no, my um, favorite pickup line is like, um, "What are you doing today?" Something like that. How's your day? What are you doing? You know, we we were talking about we were talking about this on Friday, and I and I recalled I remembered something we didn't get to 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 pick up on on Friday, and that was. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine a while back, and because I know nothing about this, as we expressed last week, I've never really done it effectively. Never really done it, period. But I m- remember trying one time, and he said, "Andy, just go up to a, you know a, tra- a woman that you're attracted to, and you say like, uh, hi, my name is Mike.' You know, whatever, and you, and you go on, you know, and see get re- reactions." So I said, "Okay, I'll, I'll try that." So I'm at, the, at this great establishment with you know tons of people walking all around, and men and women, and you know attractive-looking people, and there's a lot of you know activity and. Things are in the upswing and in great moods. So I tried it. I figured, okay, <clears throat> I went up to a girl and I said, um, hi, my name is Mike. And, and it worked. I couldn't believe it. The conversation's going on and on and on. She says, so, um, so Mike, anyway, uh, and I said, who's Mike? And she said, that, that's you. I said, that's not my name. Oh, you lied to me. <laughs> oh, because cause he said, hey, try it. Like, my name is Mike. I figured, okay, that's a great pickup line. So I'm like, okay, hey, my name's Mike. <laughs> Oh well, it didn't last too long. Okay, you're right. <laughs> oh okay. well. Hi, Mike. <laughs> wow. You know, he told me, he said, you just go up and you say something like, you know, you go up to a girl, you say like, you go up and say hi. My name's Mike. Really? And it will work. You just watch, then let, let, then turn it over to her and see what happens. So I walked up and said, okay, hi. My name's Mike, and it indeed did work for a while. Wow. Until I had wow. a car, my name wasn't Mike. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> Maybe you should have said John. Oh, you could have said it was a nickname. You could have said, oh, yeah, oh, actually, it's a nickname. <laughs> oh, that's um, funny. You people are sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my God. I don't really have a pickup line at all. I like. I, I just don't bother because we've had this discussion last week, but I just I don't try to pick up people. As, so I don't really have a pickup line. Um I'm just one of those people who just makes conversations, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because you it, never know you might be picking up or pick pick up line. It might be the guy from um, Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a scary thought. That's a scary thought, Cornell. <laughs> yes, it is. Too many of those you know, movies. Oh, my God. She's following me home. Yes. This yeah. is, this is, you know... Uh, the uh, uh, this is one in in our in our Andy Demand Show poll, um, and I'm just looking at a couple. Of e- How's this pickup line? This is from an email. Um, you're the only one in here wearing X Y Z, and I like it. We, you know, and be and be like you know. So you're you're the only one in here wearing that blouse, and I love it. You know, I like it. Uh, is that wow. and that's and that's something you absolutely cannot say to another girl because it's a reaction to her and this exact moment. It's genuine. It's something, um, you know, it's not a generic pickup line. You know, I really like your, your blue, whatever you are. really like, you know, well, I like your something. Um, yeah. And, um, and when, uh, you know, for other guys, I would imagine are watching, you know, people trying to pick somebody up and they're watching this and say, how that guy is, what's he doing? That's engaging this conversation, you know, um, pretty amazing though. I think I, I got to try that. See, not that I've met, not that I'm, you know, just part of our, Andy and Amanda research I'll do here. <laughs> and I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah, we need somebody to go out and test these things. <laughs> the the takeaway yeah. 
Yeah. The takeaway is um, that you say something to her that you can't say to any other woman because it's something about what she specifically is wearing and what she's doing in that moment. An experience that you um, you can observe that you're both and having right now, you know, something, uh, a drink, you both ordered the same drink. You both, you know, have the same appetizer. You both, you know, she's wearing a, a blue blouse. You're wearing a blue shirt you're, and she's wearing your jeans and you're wearing jeans. You're twins. You match. Hey, you know, we both match. I, not that I've ever tried it, but I just, Amanda, would that work? If I walked yeah. up to you, mm-hmm. a man walks up to a woman in a bar and says, Hey, uh, no. Uh, if I walked up to you and, uh, um, and said that, like you're wearing something attractive, you know, that, that I saw that was really cool and attractive and I walked up to you say, hey, I love your sweater or something like that. That that sounds to me like it can actually be some good advice. Would that work? What would your reaction be? Uh, they wouldn't work on me. Um, I, I I guess because I think I, I, not, I don't expect people to come up to me or come on to me in any way, shape or form. However, I know that many men try to approach women with all sorts of, of ways to start a conversation or get something going. So I guess in my mind, that would be in the back of my, in my mind if somebody came up to me and said, oh, yeah, wow, that, that thing you're wearing, I really love it. And like you said, the only one in here wearing that, that's, that's awesome. However, I guess it depends on the delivery of it and how, um, how much eye contact they were making with you, whether it seemed like they were trying to make an effort. Because I think if it's very casual, then you know, that can put that, that, that compliment there and that person feels like, oh, they just paid me a beautiful compliment. Oh, oh, I really like that. And then there's no mm. real, like, persistence after that because, obviously, a woman will quite often get picked up at a bar or, or whatever, and um, it, it's, it, it's quite often or not men will approach women and, and try to start these conversations and things like that so that women generally do expect pick-up lines. So... Mm. If it's kept casual and they're not looking like they're trying too hard, I think that can really work. For me, hmm. I, it would mm-hmm. be in my mind that oh, oh, this person's probably just trying to, you know, start this conversation with me and because it, it, it wants to go somewhere. And I think that the only thing that's ruined that for me would be the fact that people have done that to me on social media so much. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm trying yeah. to put myself in this situation, if it were me, and... and and I'm too shy to do this. I've never, I, I wouldn't have the, yeah, I couldn't do it. I don't think, maybe, I don't know, maybe I could. I just, but anyway, um, I don't think I could do it. Uh, but I'm just thinking, putting myself like just in my head, putting myself in that situation, I'd probably go up if I were to do this and say something like, you know, I love that. Let's say, I'm just going to use this for an example. I love that, um, that blouse, you, it really it accentuates your eyes. It's, I just, that's all. I just want to, say that that's that's all i just want to let you know because i noticed it from afar and it looks you know, your eyes and that blouse look great together and that's that's all i want to oh. say hi yeah hi my name's mike hi my name is mike um john <laughs> but whatever it is as long as your comment comes from something about the current moment you know it's genuine it's authentic it's going to make her feel special and instantly might gain attraction right away maybe i i don't know I don't know. Yeah, it might. No, I know it. Now that I think about it, now, now I'm just thinking about it right now, because I've never, I've never asked a girl out who I've just met on a date ever in my entire life. But mm-hmm. women have come up to me, and I'm not 
patting myself on the back. I just been traveling a lot of times in my life. I traveled as a, as a, as a jet pilot or a touring solo musician, and, and I'd go out by myself because that's where I'm at. I'm not going to sit in a hotel room all day long. I just go out and hang out, and I, and I observe what's going on because I'm kind of, you know, don't I can't I'm not good at meeting people that way. So, um, but I'm thinking back at, at you know in my single days um, that girls would come up to me and talk and always compliment my eyes. And I used to think, is that you know, yo, you're you're you, something like, I bet you get this all the time, but you have really beautiful eyes. I, I've gotten that a lot, and wow. it's worked the other way too. And I'm just thinking, what girls have done? You know, here I am, a guy going out by myself, hanging out in the bar by myself, and, mm-hmm. and do girls pick up guys? They sure do. They sure yeah. do. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just thinking, as a guy in a bar or in a restaurant or in a public whatever gathering of some sort, what lines have girls used on me? Has always been my eyes. As a matter of fact, they probably got me more. Uh, I, they've even got me. I remember having when I was way back when, way back, um, I had a girlfriend. <laughs> you know, I think it was my early twenties. She was in her teens, and we're sitting with our legs dangled and her family pulled in the back. We got some kind of disagreement. And she was really mad at me, and mm. and she gets up. She says, "That's all you have is those eyes," and she stamps, storms away. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's all. That's all you have is those eyes. I'm like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's worked both ways. <laughs> I don't know why I'm hanging out with him. What an idiot! But if it weren't for those eyes, forget it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but but that's that's what girls have said to me. You know, compliment, complimented a, uh, um, you know, complimented a, uh, a a body part. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at least one of them, right? <laughs> Is it possible to stay attracted with uh, to an, the other partner because the relationship might not be perfect? You know, you might have some philosophical differences and some other things, and maybe be flat out bored. Or whatever, or not not be intellectually stimulated enough, but you have great sex, and that's what keeps you together. Um, I don't know. I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think. I think. It... <laughs> 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 I don't know, I'm sure there'll be people out there who argue that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's possible. I mean. I think you've got to find a way. It takes two, right, to make any mm-hmm. relationship work. And if somebody is struggling, then talk about it. And I know that, you know, we spoke to the caller last week and they were saying about communication isn't as important as we think. But it all starts with communication. If nothing changes, then, yeah, reconsider it. But um, it takes that communication to first find out if things can be changed. And then quite often things can be changed and... Um. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. You know, I don't know. Uh, what do yeah, I know? It's, it's, it's funny. You know, it's funny. The line as you get as you get older. It's not. It's not my fault that the world continues to go around the sun at amazing speeds, and and every every day is a new day, and you get older by one day every day, and you get those days turn into weeks, into months, into years, and before you know it, you go from from twenty to fifty in a heartbeat, and yeah. uh, it's not it's not my fault. You know, you can't help that. Um, yeah. But it's funny to watch the the pickup lines change. You know, it goes from "Wow, great, great eyes" to "Here, let me help you up, pops." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> here, pops, let yeah. me help you up. 
<laughs> you, have a walk, you have a walker I can get you? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but, um, You're funny. And then, and then there's the, then there's of course the question which we've asked before on the show. When you go out with a date on a date with a guy, like uh, how soon should you guys, I guess, have sex? Mm. I don't know. Hmm. That's a, I guess that all comes down to their own moral standing on on that. I guess you know some people feel okay to do that on on a first date, but I don't know. I think. I think it's, you should get to know somebody first, right? I mean, if, if it's because it's just sexual attraction to start off with, and then that could end up not developing into much at all. So if, mm-hmm. I guess if you at least get to know somebody first, and then that develops, that's that's a pretty cool thing. But I don't know, um, not for me, definitely not for me. Um, I don't know. What about you guys? Cornell. My thing is this: I like to I like to be the person that um, how can I say it? If a person um, forces themselves on me, it, it, for some reason it scares me, and I'll yeah. be like, no, no, it's not the one. I, I like to I like to have the challenge. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be I like to be the aggressor. But if a person is like, yo, let's do, let's get together and let's do something, I'm like, yo, you too easy, man. I'm like, yo, I don't want to deal with that because there's something behind this. Yeah, I mean that's there's the aspect. But to each his own. Yeah, yeah, it's to each his own. Some people does it on like a first day or something like that. Maybe they're very attracted to each other. But it's something about me. I got to get to know this person. I, I'm like, yo, dude, this person could be like a out there, you know? Well, yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. You just don't know them, do you? So it's kind of like you don't know who you're sleeping with. And I think that see, and people with know- diseases are still out here. <laughs> you know, I know what I mean? It's like yeah. forget yeah. about all the other diseases, you know? It's still the same well, diseases out here. I don't know if men feel the same way, but I think for women, you know, um, giving yourself away to somebody can be quite a, a personal thing, right? And it, I guess it should be seen as a personal thing. And when you're sharing yourself with somebody else you, you've not known for, like, many hours, that's kind of like, I see it as a bit of, like, you know, no self-respect. Because you're just yeah. willingly giving your body away just for this pleasurable moment. And uh, some people often regret doing that, you know, straight away. They wake up the next morning next to this person and think, oh, crap, did we just, we, we, we slept together and now I feel like dirty and like I've, I've done something wrong and I don't usually do this. And it makes them question themselves. And if you feel like that, then surely... It's not good to just jump into it like that. I don't know. I mean, yeah. <sighs> um, you know what? There's some people that really like people like that because, yeah, percentage-wise, people love a, a one-night stand and women or men that's like that, and they were like, "Oh man," I, and then they think it's a joke until they go to the doctor and be like, um, <laughs> you, "You know." Yeah. You, you know, I, here's what's and I, I have not been part of that scene for. For, um, since since yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's about that long. No, uh, but uh, as a matter of fact, you know, I've had fun before with, with girlfriends. We, we'll, you know, we talk. You know, we're all kind of frisky, and we talk, and we say, you know, it'd be cool. And you know, I, I have this girlfriend who's really cute and pretty looking, and you know, or you know, living down in Florida and wearing you know skimpy clothes and stuff. And we'd be like, you know, we talk about this similar subject, you know, and we'd say, let's let's go to a bar. And I'm I'm going to stand back. I'm just curious because I'd say the same thing. I've never I've never gone up. Into a girl, except one time, 
one time we'll, we'll that's a separate thing. But uh, I've gone up to a girl um, and um, asked her out on a date or anything like that, or continue a relationship from meeting a girl in a bar. Never happened in my life. So um, I was curious about what guys say and what is that conversation as we talked about last week so we'd go out to a bar like you know living down in florida and we'd we'd stay just ahead of time let's go out and i'll you go up to the bar and grab a seat at the bar and then i'm going to sit at a table or i'll stand across the room i just want to watch how many guys go up to you i just let's just try it and we have fun with that which she'd sit at the bar by herself then i would i would join in later i'd say hey you know oh yeah there's my boyfriend andy did it. uh okay and then i'd ask later so what did what was what they say like how did they go up and you know, because I'm, I'm curious about that because it's something I've always watched and never been able to do. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah. you know, and, I, and also, here's, here's what I have heard as well, is that <clears throat> oral sex has become the new kissing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've heard, okay. especially in younger populations, especially, you know, high school and stuff and, you know, young kids, you hear about, you know, that, that's, that's it's common now. I've actually heard this from from moms and so forth that, oh, you know, that's what, you know, oh, yeah, that's that's what they're doing now. You know, I used to park a car and whatever. Really? Now now they park a car and, and you know, do do that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. okay. It's the corner of who the receiver is, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, yeah, man, they, to each his own, man. It's it's cool, you know. To me, I'm 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 for it and everything, but make sure that you make sure that person clean himself. <laughs> I, I remember I I remember going yes. to, an, to a party when uh, well, I was uh, hanging with Joe. Remember Joe, the flying fay hands. You know, Joe and I were pilots mm-hmm. together uh, for an airline way back when, and, and Joe keeps talking about this to this almost every time he sees me, and. Um, that we went to a big uh, air traffic controllers party one time. A bunch of pilots were invited, and we went. And there was this girl who, who I was talking with. You know, it was a big open bar, and we're, you know, they rented a big restaurant bar, or whatever. And this girl comes up to me, and we're talking and talking, and she starts telling me of, of what how great she is at, at, at blowjobs, you know, oral sex. She's really, really good, and um, that she'd uh, like to do that to me. <laughs> like imagine going to a bar. Imagine going to a bar and meet this girl and say, you know, I'd to give you, you know, that, you know, whatever. I'm like, huh, me? I mean, I, you know, again, I'm, I'm very modest. I'm very shy. I'm the wrong guy you asked for that. I'm not, uh, 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 uh. I got, oh, which, oh my God, I got I, I got my dog. I got to go walk my dog. I'm sorry. I got, you know, but the, uh, the, um, but yeah, then, then, uh, and Joe said, no, we were drinking a lot and, and Joe did. Say that, and he keeps reminding me of this. He said, "Yeah, you were gone for a while. You know, you're everybody's seen, everybody seen Andy. Everybody seen Andy." Then you came back and told us the story, but I have no recollection of anything happening. I don't think anything did. But he says, "Yeah, you did. You did. You did." I, no, I didn't. You did. You disappeared for a while. I'm like, no. But um, it just and uh, here's the uh, the crazy thing about that is that she had a boyfriend. Right. Who was yes, she had a boyfriend. And um, okay. and I knew who that she. I didn't know who the boyfriend was, but I knew she had a boyfriend. I knew that she did. You know, she was. But um, and I, on the, you know, just thinking back, it's just very. I'm just thinking my own life. You know, being in situations where, you know, I can't say what guys pick up blinds to girls are. I can only say what what my experience is in my own life and going out to parties and social places. The the few times, <laughs> the few times where women have come up to me, and what. 
what I've heard, you know, what my life experience is. Share your life experience, 515-605-9888. We're talking about initial meetings at public places where it's a bar or a party, a, a social gathering of some sort, um, how you meet members uh, of, you know, that you want to date, of whether it be the same sex, opposite sex, whatever it might be, um, how, how you meet that member of, uh, how you meet that person, and what lines have you used? What lines have they used on you on the Andy and Amanda show? Again, our number here is 515-605-9888, and we want to hear from you. Um, but anyway, so so I, I just, you know, I'm just thinking back. I'm like going through the Rolodex here and thinking, okay, I remember that. And that's about it because I don't have a whole lot of experience. I'm not one. <laughs> I'm very, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not don't one. Don't you believe it. <laughs> and uh, or have you ever had anybody come up to you and just say like you know what's your favorite position you know and you get like this doggy style like, for sure mm-hmm. uh no yeah. can't say I've had too many people not for me but... <laughs> <laughs> oh you know what else I, I, I'm, again I'm, my mind's racing I'm going through like this fast motion of my life um, you know I had a, a business for a while way back I've had a few of them and, and, uh, um, and back then you can, you know, your you, people, your team members, even though you write the checks, but your team members and the people you bring on, you all work together. You're all friends. You're doing this together. Everybody's up and happy and no, knowing that they all, you know, there's no boss and kid. You know, we're all doing this together. You know, just, you know, I never played the role of a boss per se. You, you wouldn't look at me and you might introduce me to somebody else as a, as a guy who owns the company, but you would never think of me as being, you know, it, it figuratively or technically on a day-to-day basis as your boss. You'd think of me, hey, that's Andy. You know, you know, that's Andy, you know, whatever. And back then, you, we, we, you can never get away with today. It's unbelievable, it, almost to a, to a fault. You'd be able to, to have, you know, flirty, fun conversations and, you know, go up to, you know, Carol, whoever at the office, and you're laughing and having a fun time and, and say, so, so if I ever ask you, what's your favorite position today? Sexual harassment, sex harassment, oh, my God. Sex. But, you know, we, we'd laugh, and, we have, and, and it, was, it would go the other way around, too, you know? And you just had so much fun, or you all go out to happy hour together, and you start flirting with each other and talking. You know, even you might have boyfriends or girlfriends. You know it's harmless. We're not going to do anything. We're just talking and having fun, you know, talking about sex and picking up and flirting. And, you know, it's, we laugh and all that. You could never do that today. You know, in a way, it's a shame. It's a shame. You know, oh, sexual yeah. harassment, harassment on the job. You know, Sue, oh, you know, call the cops. Oh my yes, God. You know, she I, looked at me a certain way. She looked at me yeah. a certain way. Sorry, yeah, and, and I, understand, I also understand how that can get out of hand and can be. Don't get me wrong. I understand how it can be inappropriate, and, and I'm not obviously promoting that whatsoever. I think that's obviously wrong, and it does not have a place anywhere, workplace or otherwise. Yeah. But yeah. The, the flirty, the fun, the laughing, you know each other, you're friends. You, you know, you, you, hey, listen, Andy has a girlfriend, and they're great together. I would never – but I'm still going to flirt with him and have fun because he's fun, and we can, we, we can get away with conversations that maybe you couldn't with other people. And so you have those conversations. But today it just seems like – I just think the whole thing is a little <clears throat> overboard. And also, you know, you, you also hear about these um, – these, uh, um, you, you know, oh, he he touched the girl the wrong way, or you hear songs about Joe Biden being demonstrative, how he likes to hug and whatever, and make comments, and you know, you know, I'm that way. You know, I I give people, I give friends hugs, especially women friends. You know, I mean, I, I don't do it in any way other than to show affection and laugh and fun and pat on the back and that kind of thing. And you hear these, 
and, and if some guys or girls, you know, it works both ways. You know, real, people don't acknowledge that, but it does. Um, if, if some, what's in the news though, is that some guys um, will go up to a girl and, in the workplace or to, uh, if you're a politician, to an aide of some sort and be inappropriate either via an action or something you say. The girl can also say, you know, that's, I'm not into that and thank you, but, you know, that's, that's not, you know, let's not go there. And and yeah. and end it right then and there, end it. Yeah. So now you're hearing. Well, seven years ago, this uh, Senate candidate or this present senator touched me on the head or or gave me a smack on the rear or something like that, uh, and he should resign. Wow. Give me a. You know, the girl can just say, you know, at that time, and just say, and because people do things just because you know it's fun and there's no harm and you don't mean anything and there's no intent and there's no you know you don't do it to, to pick up or to try to get laid you know there may be situations where i'm wrong and they do you know and the, of course that's a little different situation but i'm just talking generically obviously um that i just think this whole thing has gotten blown out of proportion and people do have voices people can speak up people can say you know i draw the line there that's not appropriate let's not go there again and not bring it up 27 years later and say oh he smacked me on the rear and then the senator you know oh you know he it was known you know in the headline news he, oh harassment in the workplace you know and again yeah. it's just not it's, it's not just guys believe me it's not just guys but of course guys it, it's probably more prevalent male to female i'm sure it is yeah. you know yeah. but but you know, in my own situation, in my life, I've had more girls come up to me that way than because I, I don't I'm very shy. I'm very laid back that way. And more girls have come up to me and I could come back 27 years later and, you know, oh, you know, she came up to me and wanted to give me a blowjob. What? Yeah. You should resign. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. So I just think it's it's because you do have a mouth, you have a voice, you have a, you know, even my own, my own mother, who's 91 years old and very, you know, liberal and, and been there. She, she's had, you know, she's told me experiences in her life. You know, she's very open about her life and past experiences and dating and, you know, maybe even sometimes too explicit in what she tells me about her previous life. But anyway, <laughs> but, um, but she's told me that the same thing, like she's had people come up to her earlier, and even when she was married to my dad, you know, and before my dad passed away, they're married. And, yeah. and even, you know, they go out to a, a club and see some celebrity comedians, and that comedian would say, hey, you know, what's your name? Oh, you know, I'm not. so you're married? Yeah. Oh, your husband here? Yeah, get rid of him. I mean, it's famous celebrities, get rid of him. I'll remember wow. that name. What's your name again? I remember, get rid of him. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, so she, you know, and, and things like that, you know, and uh, guys who have forced themselves on her, like she, and she spoke up oh and would goodness. say, and say, no, the answer is no, you don't cross that line. Uh, I, not using those words, but but saying that, and that was the end of it, right then and there. And so when she even hears at 91 years old, and she hears these stories and these news about guys meeting girls and this spoke inappropriateness, she's she's the first one. She speaks out and says, you know. Then just say something, you know. Just just say, you know what? That's not appropriate. I'm not into that. I have a husband or a boyfriend, or whatever, and and that's just a line that I don't like being crossed. But I understand it and appreciate your attraction to me and whatever. And call and the end it right then and there. Yeah. You know what, yeah. what's wrong with that? And then end it. And that's the end of it. And and you know, dragging it out, making it news, make it all. You know, and I'm and by no means am I saying that that harassment. And intimidation in a sexual manner in the workplace or any other place in your life 
by somebody who, who who's not invited to do that is appropriate because indeed it is not, and it is. I don't want to make that very clear, um, but I just think you know when you hear about you know, I just think it's gotten so blown out of proportion, and, and to take away, I don't know. Now you have to be so mean, damn careful. You have to be so careful yeah. about what you say or how you look or what you do or, you know, oh, you know, it, it's it's expanding it, areas though, isn't it? It really has because the the, the mm-hmm. world has become extra sensitive to everything. I mean, it's not just workplaces. It's like the whole deal with calling a snowman a snowman. It's like, well, what about snow woman? It's like, come on, mate, really? What mm-hmm. ha- what major <laughs> effect does that really have on you <laughs> yeah. by calling something a snowman? I mean, yeah, what about the snow woman, right? Oh my gosh! Yeah, and, and, and Cornell and I were talking on the phone over the weekend about uh, racism and so forth, and and mm-hmm. and saying, you know, what what you know, could Archie Bunker all in the family exist today? Hell could the no. Jeffersons could the Jeffersons exist today? And it's and I'm just saying it's a damn shame. That's all. Yeah. It's a shame because it, it's if you crazy. can't. If you can't laugh at yourself and and say something, but it's all it's done at you know could Don Rickles, the comedian Don Rickles, you know Mr. Insult himself, can he exist as a comedian today? It's a it's a wonderful trait to uh, be able to this wonderful black man. Sam, I kid you, we know each other a lot of years, really, and I love the black people. We need you people, I swear, because no Jew's gonna make up a train. My kid, Sammy, you're a black man. I took a guess. If you ain't black, you fell into a bucket of M&M's, I'll tell you. You, my good friend, Freddie Prince, who's your buddy, and we need the Puerto Rican people. I quote the grades of a, the, the grades, the words of a great Puerto Rican, Manuel Hatezas, who said to me in New York, do I want coffee? my whole humor on laughing at bigotry. I laugh at Will Chamberlain. Ha, 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 ha. But if you don't laugh back, it's not funny. <laughs> I laugh at the blacks, the whites, the purples. Mostly the blacks. <laughs> Remember the words of George Foreman who said after the Muhammad Ali fight, was that down? <laughs> Let me taste that sound. To the black people. Remember the words of a great Negro. Johnson Jones, who sat in Biloxi, Mississippi on a Saturday night. If the white man and the Negro can work in harmony, the people know that the white folk and the man is harmony with love. <laughs> the man is now in a state hospital. <laughs> But Rodney, no. even to, to an extent, Rodney Dangerfield. I checked in the hotel, I asked the bellhop to handle my bag. He started to feel up my wife. <laughs> I said to him, I said, hey, buddy, who told you to play around my wife? He said, everybody. <laughs> I got no respect here in California either, I'll tell you really? that. Uh, I got stuck the other day, you know, I wanted to go sightseeing. They took me on a tour of all the extras' houses. <laughs> Now, but I'm running around, I gain weight back, Johnny. Really? You know what I mean? Hey, you don't eat properly in the road. You're running around all the time, you know, and I, 
And it's tough to, you know, lose weight when you're old, jumping around a bit, you know? And, uh, but I was much heavier. I was fat, you kidding. I was so fat when I got my shoes shine, I had to take the guy's word for it. I mean, I was fat, I'll tell you that. I mean, I was some fat girls, too, I'll tell you that. Who? Now, one girl, she was so fat, she got in a scale, a card came out, said, one at a time, you know? <laughs> she was fat. That, that's a big girl. Ooh. Remember how we met her, hit her with my car? She said, me, why don't you go around me? I told her, didn't think I had enough gas. <laughs> I'll tell you, too skinny's no good either, you know. No, 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 no good to be too skinny, no. A guy died my block last week, was he skinny? Ooh. Skinny, huh? He was so skinny, the funeral had one pallbearer, a waiter, you know? <laughs> now, but skinny's better than fat, I'll tell you I'm that. Better, be skinny. better for your health, you know, health. And that's what's important, your health. health. Oh, health. Lord, you kidding? I'm not a kid anymore, I'm getting old now. Yeah. I know I'm getting old. I'm at the age now, if I hear someone goes both ways, I figure it's number one and number two, you know? <laughs> well, you know some of your comedians that were so funny. Oh, Richard Pryor. <laughs> Richard Pryor. Yeah. One thing I got out of it was magic I'd like to share with you, you know, it's like I was leaving and I was sitting in the hotel and a voice said to me, said, look around, what do you see? And I said, I see all colors of people doing everything, you know? And the voice said, do you see any niggas? And I said, no. And I said, you know why? Because there aren't any. And it hit me like a shot, man. I started crying and shit. I was sitting there, I said, yeah, I've been here three weeks. I haven't even said it. I haven't even thought it. And it made me say, oh my God, I've been wrong. I've been wrong. I got to regroup my shit. I mean, I said, I ain't gonna never call another black man a nigga. You know, because we never was no niggas. That's a word that's used to describe our own wretchedness. And we perpetuate it now because it's dead. That word's dead. We men and women, we come from, we come from the first people on the earth. <laughs> you know, the first people on the earth were black people. Because anthropologists, white anthropologists, so the white people go, that could be true, you know. Yeah, Dr. Leakey and them found people remains five million years ago in Africa. You know them motherfuckers didn't speak French. <laughs> so black people, we the first people had thought, right? We's the first one to say, where the fuck am I? <laughs> and how do you get to Detroit? So you can take it for what it's worth. I know, like, I ain't trying to preach nothing to nobody. I'm just talking about my feelings about it. And I don't want them hip white people coming to me, calling me no nigger, or telling me nigger jokes. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's uncomfortable to me. I don't like it when black people say it to me. I really don't no more. It's nothing. It don't mean nothing. So I love y'all, and you take that with you. I guess y'all say. At, at, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, what, what would it take? What is the conversation? Well, I guess we're having it right here on this show, right here. What conversation would it take to say, folks, lighten up, have a couple of chuckles, don't take it so seriously. You know, just, just, just get a life, would you? <laughs> you know, really. I yeah. mean, because yeah. it's but, getting ridiculous, man. It it's make getting no ridiculous. Sense. Any call is that. Don't like what we said, please call 515 605 9888. 
Speak your mind. Speak your mind. If you don't like what you say, we well, might not put you on the show, but you can still call that number. If you like what we say, we'll put you on the show. Yeah. We might, we might not listen, but, you know, we'll just... Yeah. I don't like arguing with people. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very... I don't like... I'm like, yes, dear. Yes, I don't like fighting or arguing. I'm like, yes, dear. Take out the trash. Yes, dear. Clean the windows. Yes, dear. Did you do the laundry? Yes, dear. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good with confrontation. I'll be honest. I'm not good with confrontation. And, I, me you know, neither, race, but... racism has come up to be a, a major thing in, in the past for me because... Um, you know, people have always come back at me with that um, regarding um, a same-sex um, relationship. And mm-hmm. the only way I could ever describe to somebody what it's like to be singled out and, you know, looked down at and, and said everything about you is wrong comes down to some sort of ism. And because mm-hmm. racism is, is so extreme, it's a great mm-hmm. example to use, you know, for this uh, the whole homophobia thing because the two kind of go hand in the hand with the the extremities of of the experience not that they are exactly the same and this is where the problems lie in the past people have literally jumped down my throat and attacked me and abused me for even daring to use racism as an example for homophobia because um you know they're like what do you know about racism you know you're not, you're not a black person, you're not this race, you're not this... And I'm like, well, I'm white, and racism exists for me too. Mm-hmm. You know? I That's really true. It's really it, it true. Does. It's for everybody. It's not just for one, one race. Uh, I, I got, I got, I'm just thinking of another story in my life. So I'm kind of rolodexing in my head here about my own experiences. I remember being in a bar with some friends. Um, I think we just came up from Florida for a visit, but we were all hanging out in this bar... And I met this, and one of the, one of the people I know it was. It was a girl. You know, we all met at somebody's house, then we all traveled to this bar together. And this girl was one of the folks I didn't know who she was, a friend of a friend, who was part of our group and went to this bar. And that's where we started having a, a really great conversation. She was really pretty. I mean, she was foxy looking girl. I remember, I, can, I remember what she looked like. I was very attracted to her. And uh, and we're talking and talking. And she said, you know, you you, you have an accent of, of type. So you, so let me think, Europe or Canada? And I'm like. Uh, no, she said no, and, and you, she, you look, you look like a European, like, like Greek or something, and, and I'm like, I think taking pickup lines. I'm like, no, no, Canada, no. And then she pauses, and then she looks at me and she says, "You're not Jewish, are you?" And I am Jewish. Oh wow. Yeah, you're not. You're not. Wow. Ju- I'll never forget that. I, I remember it like, like it happened yesterday. You're not Jewish, are you? Wow. And that was that. That was the end of it. That was that. Yeah. And oh, no, no, what? No, I, I know. No, I got. I just remembered this. I just remembered this. What led up to it is she was trying to get if I was Jewish. So she'd say, "So uh, this girl was Irish, you know, very, you know, just foxy Irish looking, you know." And and uh, and um, she said, "So what are you?" I said, "I'm I'm Russian and Romanian." And that wasn't what she was looking for. Right. You know, I, I, she, yeah. Like you're Irish. What am I? I'm, I'm Russian Romanian. So she's trying to beat around the bush to find out if I was Jewish, which is a. It is a blood. It's not just religion, you know. Other, other, you know. If you're Catholic, you believe in certain things. But you, what are you? You're yeah. Irish. Well, if you're Jewish, that is your blood, you know. And you can also convert to Judaism, of course. You can become Jewish and believe what Jews believe in, which is done all the yeah. time, obviously. Um, but being born Jewish, I don't care if you turn into being a a Baptist Protestant, you're still born in a Jewish culture. Yeah, exactly. Penguin. You know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the so um, so she is trying to. Figure out if if I, because religiously I'm an atheist. You know, well, I don't I don't believe in the things that Jews believe in. 
you know, I don't believe in God. I just believe in God. I don't, you know, so I'm, I'm religiously, I'm not, I'm not Jewish religiously. So I don't believe in the existence of any God. So, um, so trying to, trying to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. So trying to beat around the bush, trying to figure out if, if I was Jewish. And then finally she pauses and just says, you're not Jewish, are you? Wow. So, you know, and it's interesting. And, and so, you know, Cornell and I were talking over the weekend about, you know, thing again, you know, things that, you know, it's, you know, racism. And, and as you said, Amanda, ism, you know, the ism, ism. Yeah, you know, right, it, to me, racism is, uh, to me, and don't quote me, I, it's all, I think to me, I think it's the way you are brought up. To me, that's my perspective. But in my, in my life, did I ever um, encounter racism and all that stuff? Probably did. Never paid it any mind. Never went to the mm-hmm. next level with it. I just kept going. And to be honest with you, sometimes racism racism comes in the same in the same culture too. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it very much does. Yeah. So you might call another race racist, but you racist about your own culture. And, oh you know, my goodness! Interesting. Yeah. And I remember Cornell and I having a conference call. And Cornell, you might want to elaborate later on, uh, elaborate on this uh, a bit too, because um, Cornell was saying in this call, and correct me if I'm wrong, that his life experience, where he, you know, the, the black experience. I remember having this call about the black experience and the black, you know, whole thing getting hot, you know, maybe too much so. And and Cornell and, and Cornell's being yelled at because that's not my experience. I I didn't see that. That's how can I say? How can I get mad and angry? You know about all these things that happened to me if they didn't happen to me. So then yeah. this guy says to Cornell something like, I forget, Cornell, you, you know, correct me or steer me the right way. But the guy says to no, Cornell, Cor- the guy says to Cornell, How- you're not a black man. What? <laughs> <laughs> something like that, right, Cornell? Is it something like these? Yeah, he you- said you're not a black guy because you, you're not you a black guy. All the situations yeah. because my yeah. parents, when, when, when my parents always shift, shift me out to different nationality schools and I hung out with different nationalities and everything. Yeah. So I learned to be in that type of culture, but just because I don't, you know, and I don't want to say it on the air, I didn't really go through it because the people that supposed to be doing it, they was my friends, if that make any sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Because yeah. I don't I don't believe in color, color and people. You know what I mean? Right. White, black, right. orange, all that stuff. People are people. People are gonna be evil, people are gonna be good. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. like Andy said, the situation that I went through and all that stuff, the guy say, Oh, you ain't you're not black. You're a sellout. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, see uh, I that disharmony within race is it's not helpful. How does that ever achieve anything? The reason racism and all this has been circling and looping for so long is one, because we all know that the system is corrupt in the sense that you still have elements of suppression that does suppress certain cultures and races. We know that it exists, and that does need to be uh, evaluated and it needs to be worked on and changed because of history. History's always been there to say, yes, we've had slavery, we've had all these, these horrible things that's happened to all sorts of races. It's been disgusting. However, how is anything meant to change unless we don't imply those changes ourselves and we just carry on, oh, yeah, well, you know, you're, you're a traitor, you know, you're all this, you know, you're betraying your race. And it's like, what? what, what? That's not achieving anything. How is that changing? Yeah. Any, it's not changing anything. You're just putting out it's more not hate. It's not changing anything. 
Yeah, you're just trying to reaffirm something that's already there that's not working. It's just not working. And there's no real unity of finding people that can, you know, come together to try and resolve these things within our cultures and make movements happen without all this hate and, and sticking in that, 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 that vicious circle that's just not achieving anything. It's, uh, I just, yes. And that may be easy for me to say, because a lot of people say, well, you're white, what would you know? I get offended, I get hurt. You know, I, used, I went through a stage of feeling so ashamed to be white. And then one day I stopped and said to myself, why are you so ashamed? You can't help that you were born white. You didn't ask to be this when you came into this world. You are what you are. However, you've got to start loving yourself and respecting yourself because you know deep down you don't see anybody as different. And now, you know what's people, so crazy, Amanda? I was the opposite that? of you. I was the really? Opposite of you, yeah. You yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, I, I, I was not brought up that way, so I don't see race as a problem. So, yeah, I went through that, that stage of feeling so distraught that, you know, white people get, you know, branded as the, as the worst uh, because of what's happened in our history. I understand it. I get it. I've hurt over it. But I now refuse to feel bad for what the race in general has done to other people because I'm not that person. That's never been my intention. I accept everybody who they are, and I'm willing to help people no matter who they are. So that's my intention. You know what's so crazy? I'm glad you brought that up, not to cut you off. People say racism go on. on. And look at us. Look at at us. Are are we racist? Y'all supposed to be be racist, right? And I'm supposed to be racist. I'm the coordinator showing y'all the host. Yeah. <laughs> Is that racist? <laughs> well, I mean, we work I'm, as sure, a team. I'm sure people will throw all sorts of speculation out there, darling, which I'm not even going to put on the air because that may trigger a lot of people's um, angers and stuff. But, you know, they, they could look at it several ways of how our, our situation is happening. Not that the fact that we accept each other, we get on well with each other and we love each other dearly. We love each other. Anything, you know? But there will be people out there who's skeptical and judgmental. Oh, yeah, well, you know, Cornell's probably using these two white dudes to make a future for himself, or these two people are using him to, you know, get somewhere, and it's just like, hello? No, that's not the case at all. No, no, Cornell has told me he's using us. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, I am. I am using y'all. If you look past the problem, you find that the problem doesn't exist for you anymore, and that's always the case. People always always have their way of thinking, man, and a lot of people don't realize that we became good friends, brothers, and sisters, and we all come from different backgrounds, nationalities, whatever, but by us forming together, we made one unit. Yes. (laughs) Yes, interesting. No color. 
You know what else has come about in the past? You know, five or six years become more prevalent than previously, especially growing up when I did. Is the pronoun um, he, she, or or male, female, or they? They is now a pronoun in the dictionary. And uh, my youngest daughter, who's a writer in a newspaper and very, you know, uh, very into, you know, social justice causes, and rightfully so. We raised her right. You know, she's really out there doing, doing, doing good, positive things. And um, regardless of her academic career and so forth, I mean, just socially and what she writes about and so forth. And uh, so she was talking to me, and she brought up uh, the gender ID. And, and we were talking one day about, um, you know, an you know, application or filling out any form, identifying yourself as a male or female is totally inappropriate. What does what bearing does that have on anything? And I understand that it, it's it's you know male or female, it's it's true. And I understand that. You know what, what what's the difference of a male or female? If I'm applying for a job or doing something, you're saying it's, it's going to make a difference whether I check out male or female. And now yeah. you're saying um, what's accepted. I don't know how often you're seeing it, but uh, I'm not in that world. But uh, what you're what you're hearing about is is they, you know, a, a gender ID, which is you know, I'm not, I'm not male or female. I'm you know, whatever, I'm whatever. And two things I think about that. In my opinion, now here, this might be the conservative old Andy Fuddy Duddy here. In my opinion, okay. in my opinion, how you were born physically defines your sexuality. So yeah. you know if you're male, if you're a guy or a girl, right? That that pretty much is how now your intermind workings. And I understand this because I've got friends and and friends who have kids who who are boys and now change their names and are girls and so forth. I, you know, they're just fine. They're great and, and happy and free and they've expressed and they've, you know, wonderful and good to see. So I've, I've got no problem with it. I'm just thinking about the, not the actual doing that because I think it's fine, but the, because, uh, you know, your wiring in your brain, everybody, you know, your wiring is your wiring and how you feel, you know, you're growing up as a kid or whatever is, and, and, to, and to hide that. I can't, you know, in generations prior to ours, you know, people go through entire lives all pet up because they felt something was not right in their lives the whole way, and they couldn't express it. They couldn't say it. They couldn't say, you know what? I'm more attracted to the same sex than I am the opposite sex. And mm. and and once that's expressed, and they get out that way, boy, it's like a whole world of weight comes off their shoulders. And it can be. It can actually be. And I think it's wonderful. Yeah. And it's a shame that it, that it took so long for that to be, uh, you know, expressed freely and normalized in society. And it's okay, you know, by many, not by all, obviously, but by many. But um, but when they start doing, well, they, you know, but, but how you were born still, it doesn't suddenly mean that, you know, let's say I'm, I'm a guy, but I felt like I'm very feminine my whole life and felt that, you know, even though I'm physically a guy, I'm wired as a girl. And that's just how I feel. I feel wired as, a, as more feminine for, you know, hormonally or my brain wiring. I don't even know how that stuff works. I don't know. But anyway, what, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it's not a choice. You know, it's not, I've, I've met people who say, oh, you know. You know, if somebody chooses to be, you know, homosexual or, or, you know, they choose that. They don't have to choose that. And there's some religious leaders that say, oh, it's a sin. Sin, they make that choice and we could convert them back. You know, well, bullshit. What, what the fuck you know? You know? Yeah, you're goddamn. Anyway, so go away. Go away. You know what I mean? But anyway, um, so, <laughs> so fuck all that. I agree shit. with that, Andy, because you know my position on everything, you know. I Yes. Yeah. And I'm right, yeah. I'm right in your camp. We feel the same way. We feel the same way. So, um, but, but so, so here, but to, you know, but still when you're, you know, when you're, would you, being a female, check yourself off as being a male if you're in fact female? Is, isn't it no. physical? Dis- 
right? You're female. I, I would, right? Okay, so so this is where I have fun with my daughter. This is fun. And, and this is, you know, and literally just tease her. That's as what do dads do. You're supposed to tease your kids and have fun, right? So, so um, you know, I, I'd you know, be talking with my daughter and I'd say, Care, you don't want to go fill out a, you know, a bank application for a loan today. What, you know, making this up, making some kind of story up, you know, filling out this application. I was over at the bank. And, uh, you know, I'm filling out all the paperwork, your know, name, address, all that, you know, sex, and it says uh, male, uh, female, or other, or something like that. And, I, and I, I just paused. I paused for a minute. Because, you know, at that particular moment, I was kind of feeling a little feminine. I wasn't quite sure. So I think, you know what? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I checked the A. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, Dad, Dad, she'd get on my case. She wouldn't. Even, she didn't even think that was funny. She did, she'd go on, Dad. <laughs> because I'm just thinking, what is the big deal if you're physically a guy or physically a girl? See how modest I am? I can't even say the words. You know what words I'm saying, though. I can't even see how modest I am. I can't even say those words. If you're a guy and born with a you-know-what or a girl and born with a you-know-what. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying my What? What, Andy? The male part or the feminine part? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Not See, that's, real. How, that's how modest I am. So I can't even. Will the real Andy please stand up? I really can't even say those words. Anyway, please stand um, up. Please stand up. <laughs> so, um, but that's that's what you are. That's the sex that you are. Now, how you wired your brain is could be whatever else. So, I, I think that's going a little overboard myself too. And I, again, I'm making a little. There might be a bunch of, you know. You know, whatever marchers or feminists or pro whatever it is that they'd say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, if you're, you know, if you, well, why should it be attached to your physical identity? Why can't it be attached to your what you are mentally? And if you feel if you're feminine, that you should, I'm a girl, then you should be able to check out. That's my orientation as a girl, and I put a female, even though I'm born. I don't know. What What do you guys think about that? Let's put that up. Well, uh, five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. If you want to get in, what? I'm sorry. It could, sorry, sweetheart. It could be more than that. It could be the fact that these people are actually going through the transition of going from the one sex to the other and feel mm-hmm. at that point so insecure of not knowing what to put down, whether they are, they're classed as male or female because they're still going through that transition. Then I can understand them wanting or having, needing that option because it can be quite traumatic for, for those who are trying to make that transition. Uh, when filling out something that is so official that you think you're going to be judged by it or even accepted for the job... Um, so I can understand why it, it exists, and maybe that's the only reason why it's applied, so that you know people feel safe enough to say, well, actually, I can't call myself one or the other because I'm neither yet, you know, or mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's just you know occurred to me that maybe that could be a, the thing, but I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, oh. I I just think that 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 has gotten a little. I don't know, but you do, you need to put they on an application. I mean, can't you just say guy or girl and if we, you know whatever? Just just get it done. Just check. Just is it really? I don't know. I I could be wrong here. My thing is even put Martian or human. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? What, yeah, what if what if you felt like you know at the at the moment I'm you know you're talking guy or girl. I'm not even sure I'm gonna classify myself. Oh, I think I may have even teased my daughter about this one time too. I think I did that. Thinking back, I did that one time. Is that I, I was filling out, I told her, you know, the time, I, oh, you know, I'm filling out, I'm looking at, at getting a new house, and I was filling out a mortgage application, Karen, and I'm going down the mortgage application, 
and it came to uh, gender. I don't know why they asked it, and I'm right with you. I don't know, but it crossed my mind that the question that I felt at the moment, it wasn't appropriate to ask if I was a guy or a girl, but if I am exact, if I'm even human. Like, what's to stop somebody saying, you know, my ID is out of a chimpanzee. My ID is out of a coyote. My ID is out of a, a parakeet. <laughs> you know? So why, why, where does it stop? There's not only a gender ID, it's species ID. You know, I'm, my, I'm, I'm feeling like a parakeet today, okay? <laughs> so why can't, why can't I be, why can't I march for the right to say, to express myself as a parakeet? I'm marching down the street. I'm, I'm, you can be I'm whoever feeling, you want. Exactly. So where, where does, so why don't we just do that too? Why don't we just say, hey, not only is it, am I wired as male or female, I'm not even sure I'm wired as a human. So, so, <laughs> right. so where do we like? Come on, you know what I mean? Come on, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, are we take are we taking think, ourselves too seriously? You know. I think I, I answered once. Somebody, uh, it was something uh, that asked the question, um, "What country are you from?" Or "Where are you from?" And I, I said it was just, "Where are you from?" And I put mm-hmm. Earth. <laughs> from Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a human. I live on the planet. You don't really know where you need to know where my location is. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to get back home for years. Yeah. <laughs> Re- remember David Bowie Ziggy? Do you remember David Bowie Ziggy Stardust, guys? Remember David Bowie Ziggy Stardust? Yes. Yeah. Hell you. Yeah. And uh, um, uh, spiders from Mars, and, da- and David Bowie was born on Mars. Remember the whole uh, the Ziggy Stardust album, and at the time. You know, people picked up on that, you know, David Bowie, you know, and oh, David Bowie bisexual, and that was a real cool thing. Like, oh, wow, Bowie's bisexual, wow, you know, and the way he dressed and kind of feminine and stuff when he did his shows, he was amazing. What a talent David Bowie was. Holy crap, this is incredible. Oh, my God. And then he came out with the spiders from Mars and being from Mars and being born on Mars, and then that was the thing. And I go up, this is back in high school. And I'm dating myself here. And, um, you know, <laughs> girls would come out, you know, with the David Bowie makeup and say, you know, you know, I remember saying to what, what next girl, a friend of mine, and who claimed that she and she would have serious conversation. She's from Jupiter. David Bowie's from Mars. I'm from Jupiter. But and a real so conversation. Cool. I'm, you know, we obviously knowing you're not from Jupiter, but okay. So you're kind of feeling like you're from Jupiter. Cool. So it started back then, really. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we we you know, we get to the facts here on the Andy and Amanda show. We trace you know yeah, when did it start? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I love about the Andy and Amanda show. We are us. Yeah, I mean, uh, people. I'm sure there's plenty of listeners who just get triggered by some of the things we say. And I apologize and, and, if that's the case, but I can't I can't please everybody with how I feel, you know. And there's going to be yeah. a case, you know that. Whoever's listening, they're not going to be able to please everybody, and that's it's one thing we've got to accept in life. No matter what happens, there's always going to be somebody you piss off who's not going to. And like they don't what you understand that the the background part and the technical part just to do this show. Yeah. Unreal. If people yeah. if they knew, yeah, you know, and <laughs> and you know this is this is new. Oh, you know, I'm gonna this week I'm gonna produce a one year tribute at the Coast to Coast show here, the Andy Demander show. We've Coast to Coast has been on. Block Talk Radio doing a show live for one year. Yeah. 300, 360, 300. We used to be five days a week, you know, for a long time. Um, yeah. As talking Never about work. Never took a day off, only on holidays. 
Yep, never took a day off. Five days a week, man. Bam, bam, bam. And we're on vacation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what? you're right, you're right. And um, so I wanted to do – I just haven't had the opportunity to produce some kind of one-year tribute to, to our success in doing this. Um, and our numbers continue to uh, to go up, that we want to see them go up further. Um we do have listeners um, uh, all over the world. Uh, Cornell, how many have we had this uh, this past month? We had like a eleven. What was it in the past month? Uh, some incredible Man, numbers. Man, we had we had some great numbers. Great numbers. Thank you, fa- thank you, listeners, for listening in. And our numbers are great. Thanks to you, you guys. Absolutely. And so uh, we grateful. truly appreciate you. Yeah, we, I, we, I don't. We do. I don't have the specific numbers, but it's is very it's very great. Thank you, listeners. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're good. And, and we have, you know, mapped off, uh, you know, checked off countries on the map, I should say, uh, around the world from, um, you know, Australia and South Africa to, to South America to China to Russia to Iran, Iraq, Greece, Turkey, uh, France, uh, the U.K., obviously, Mexico, um, all, 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 all parts of the globe. Um, we have listeners listening to this show right now. And um, and who also listen to our podcast, which is widely distributed on many platforms, and uh, and and most of you do listen to the show as a podcast. You're probably hearing us now as a podcast in all likelihood. And we want to thank you for chiming into the show, although you cannot call it live, obviously, at a podcast. But just remember, and we should get this out there: on Mondays we are on at this time, whatever time that is, in your corner of the world, at Eastern Eastern Daylight Time. A lot of people relate to that. Eastern Daylight Time. We go on at noon on Mondays. And we go on at 3 p.m. on Mondays. Uh, excuse me, on <laughs> 3 p.m. on Wednesday and Friday <laughs> Eastern Time. Okay, so so at noon on Monday and 3 p.m. Wednesday and Friday, uh, and you are more than invited to come in and um, and and comment and talk and share your thoughts, ideas, opinions, ideologies, politics, whatever they might be, whatever you want to talk about. Um, we like talking about sex, but we don't have to. Um, it's 515-605-9888. We can talk about whatever is on your mind, and we do value your, your voice. And your voice does, in fact, matter, and that's, it's your voice and our opinions and our thoughts. And our ideologies is how you promote change and how change uh, begins to manifest itself within society. Things start happening. So yeah. um, without a voice, nothing happens. So please share your voice on the show. Again, it's 515-605-9888. And at the times I stated previously is when you can call in live. So if you're listening to the podcast and you want to get on the show and be part of the show, uh, you can do so. Again, Mondays, uh, Eastern yeah. Daylight Time at, on noon, Wednesdays and Fridays at 3 p.m., whatever time that is in your corner of the world. And I should also say that if you are in South America, if you are in Australia, if you're in New Zealand, if you're in China, if you're in Peru, Brazil um, – you can get on the show via the internet. And here's how you do that. You send us an email at andyandamandashow.com and just say, hey, I'd like to join you guys. Or, or send us uh, an email anytime, you know, midweek, whenever time. You say, I want to join your show. Uh, can I get on Wednesday's show? And um, send me an email and say, I'd like to join you guys on Wednesday. We will send you an, an invite over the internet that allows you – all you need is a headset and microphone, all right? All, it allows you to join the show from around the world over the Internet, and we will send you a link, a customized link to you, which enables you to join this show from wherever you are in the world. You don't necessarily need to call that number. So, so let's – you know. and our Absolutely. goal right now 
is to gain more calls during the show. And, and we want to hear more from people. We want to, you know, we've, we've had a lot of, of, of fabulous uh, comments and feedback and reviews on the show. None of us are professional broadcasters. None of us are professionals in this, uh, this medium whatsoever. We all do different things in, in the entertainment industry and in the production industry. Um, and, uh, so this show just came about with people who are committed to making a difference and who want to get out there and 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 have some fun and uh, and create maybe some humor and, and generate a few laughs here and there, but also talk about some serious matters and issues of concern that are important to all of us. And we want you to join us. And we're also da-da, time for a commercial break. Um, <laughs> you can support you can support the show and um, and stay tuned for how you do that through Patreon, through a web. And um, Andy and Amanda show at Patreon, or actually we'll put up the actual Patreon address on as soon as I get that <laughs> on our <laughs> website um, at blogtalkradio forward slash Andy and Amanda show dot com. Yeah, tune in about three or four months. We should have it by then. But anyway, um, the uh, yes. <laughs> second but, anniversary. We have it, guys. By our second <laughs> anniversary, we should have it. But we it's time now. We've been doing this for a year. The show has been. I mean, uh, we're, I'm not patting us on the back, but the show has been successful, you know, um, and it can be more successful with your support. Um, you know, it, without, without any contributions, then this can all go away. Uh, like any public radio show without listener support, it doesn't happen without your support. It doesn't happen. So we're, we're going to ask you for a monthly contribution, five, 10, 15, 20 hours a month to keep this alive. Let us promote the show. Let us get the word out about what we're doing, get more, uh, phenomenal guests on this show, uh, and it can happen with your support. And uh, it's the Coast to Coast show, Andy and Amanda. And also what makes us very unique is that Amanda Love, Cornell Butler, who put us together, who's on the line right now, and uh, myself, um, we've never met. We've never met. And, and when people hear that, they're like, you know, you guys are, some, are special. You know, you guys, wow, really? What a great show. This is like one of the best shows. Now, I'm not saying that because my thoughts are that because – we have no idea what we're doing. We really don't. But no, whatever we are up. doing, yeah, yeah, we don't know what the hell we're talking about. We are experts in all things, but the truth is that we know nothing about anything. So, but it's working. So uh, it seems to be working, whatever we're doing. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, people have said, well, it's like Howard Stern, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm, I'm, I don't listen. You know, I remember Howard Stern back in the 80s, and it was a great show. But I think to the extent that we're like Howard Stern is – that is conversation radio, that we talk about things that maybe we go um, in, in, and talk about things in subject matters that aren't normally heard on the radio. You know, we, we get a little, yeah, well, you know, we have fun. We have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And we're real. Yeah. We're real. What, yeah. If we can't be ourselves, then what can you be? What can you be if you can't be yourself? You know? This is Don't true. Don't listen to it. This is true. So, yeah, turn us off yeah. right away. Yeah. I advise doing that. But, but without support, this show is not going to happen. Without your support, we're not going to continue doing this. We really are not because, you know, even though our numbers are healthy, um, they need to be greater for us to develop the time and commitment and put in the work that's required, as Cornell was saying earlier, um, that's, that needs to happen to do the show effectively. And whatever we're doing seems to be working, and it can work more with your support. Again, like any public radio program, listener-supported radio does not happen without listeners. And as a performing musician, which is my real job, uh, you can quote me on this. My favorite thing to see in the audience is people. We need more people 
You're listening to the show. We need more people like you engaged in the show to become part of the show, to call in and take part in the show. We can only do it with your support. All right. Enough about that. What do you think? Did I make my point clear? Great. Yes. Great job. Good job. <laughs> now, let's talk about this. Okay. The first, the second, the third. This is the first in three shows that happened this week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. This is the first. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it really is. Yes. The yeah. first of the week, and it's always quite a, a mellow a mellow show to get us, get the ball rolling in the week, and uh, we quite enjoy yeah. it. Sometimes yeah. we like... Shut um, up and drink your chin! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's before we get on the show. And we and we've done you know and and we you know do we need to do the show? I mean you know we've all done well you know what I'm saying. You made three and a half million dollars. I wouldn't go that far. You know we've done well. Because my my, I'm so that's how we (laughs) really. Yeah yeah. Yeah yeah, I've never actually picked anyone's pocket. Just Mm. putting that out there. I haven't either. Mm, not me. No. And you do live very well. Like you keep saying, I don't really. We, we live okay. We live okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we doing our best. Yeah. Uh, I gotta check on my. Uh, let me see. Make sure my gardener is doing a great job, guys. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> 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 hey, gardeners. <laughs> I'll just check on the window washer. <laughs> There's one thing I want to get to as the show wraps up. I, I just want to say we didn't talk about the news this show at all. Guys, this has been you know the last few shows we haven't really talked about the news much, and it's been a lot of fun. You know we talk we don't we don't we don't we're not a news company obviously folks we we don't you know present news here unless you're hearing what we talk about for the first time which could happen but we comment on what the headlines are usually and we haven't done so the last few shows and it's been such a fun time talking about sexuality relationships pickup lines racism. You know, all these different things. But one thing I wanted to say real quick in the news uh, that uh, Trump is close to being indicted. And uh, uh, some of you, I'm just going to cut to the chase right here. Here's Michael Cohen. The district attorney's office has millions of pages of documents without the documents provided by Jen Weisselberg, without the additional documents that I am providing and have provided. The truth will always come out. To which case it doesn't matter mm. who your lawyer. So there's documents being. That's Michael Cohen, uh, Trump's former fixer and attorney, uh, commenting on the fact that that Trump is. There's so much paperwork. There's so, they're collecting so many, their laptop computers, paperwork, documentation, tax returns, um, in the lower district of Met, of New York to begin the process of determining whether. Uh, Trump has committed any indictable crimes regarding tax evasion, money laundering, lying to, to loan institutions, lying to the IRS, uh, and it looks like they're coming close. My prediction has been that toward the summer you'll see an indictment, whether it comes from Georgia on election tampering or you know trying to get those 11,800 votes, whether it comes from New York. Also, a trillion-dollar lawsuit has been filed against uh, from an ex-con uh, suing Trump with 75 of their signatures attached for the, all the hundreds of thousands of deaths that have occurred from coronavirus because he knew about it head-on. But the, he didn't get an attorney to, sue, to file the lawsuit. He, he filed it himself, so it'll probably be laughed out of every court it tries to go into. But I think he's trying to find an attorney to take on the case. We talked about this earlier, too. Things we're going to talk about later in the week. 
And uh, don't get us started now because we have to wrap this show up. It's been fun. Amanda, take us home. We'll see everybody on Wednesday. Okay, on behalf of Andy Kimball in California, Hollywood, and myself, Amanda Love, somewhere in the UK, uh, thank you for joining us for another show. Thank you to our wonderful coordinator, Cornell, for joining us again. We love you. And uh, we, we hope you enjoyed the show. And if you didn't, I apologize, you know. And uh, hope you join us oh, on the well. next show. Uh, it's I don't know why they would have I don't, oh, know, I, don't know. I don't know. We can only hope. Tune in right? Wednesday. We watch how watch how we go from this show, which you hated, to Wednesday show, and you'll love. There you go. You know they're sitting there going, you know, <sighs> you know yeah. yeah, right. Well, you know, you don't like the show. You don't like the show. You know, if you don't like the show, you know, it's just like if that. you don't like it, I'm gonna whoop you. Yeah. See. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, we'll catch up on what we were talking about today. Talk more about uh, relationships, sexuality. Love, the news, I don't know, whatever yeah. else. Whatever you want to talk about on Wednesday show. <laughs> Until then, it's stay okay. tuned. Stay tuned. This is the Andy and Amanda show. We'll see you, folks. Take care. Take care. Take care. Take care.